0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Cricket Ultras. This is Arun and joining me from Shanghai. It's a man who likes to think that he produces more diamonds than rocks. Darren Burns, happy new year. <laughs> more diamonds than rocks. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Have you not read the Kerry O'Keefe? I'm not going to call it an apology because he didn't apologize. Have you not read his open letter? No, I haven't read it yet. Oh, okay. Well, in this letter, Kerry O'Keefe trying to clarify his, um, his, well, basically his racism of the, uh, of the Melbourne test. There's really no other way to describe it. Uh, his, his final line of this letter, in which, by the way, he casts himself as the victim. Uh, he says, I'd like to think I produce more diamonds than rocks in the commentary box and that viewers will give me the benefit of the doubt if I bowl the occasional no-ball.
1: <laughs> like Ishan <and> Sharma, um, <laughs> what do you make of it? I don't know. I hadn't read that yet. <clears throat> what do you think of it? I'm,
0: I, I found the whole thing infuriating. I've got to say. I think it's 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 unacceptable. Honestly, I, I, I'm amazed that he's still in the box. Mm. Um, I thought the comments about the uh, what is it, the Jalandhar canteen railway? 11 yeah, it's fine. Right to to demean India's first-class competition and in particular Mayank Agarwal's average. I mean, they're they're really, they were, I think, edgy. Some people would definitely find them disrespectful, but you could probably get away with them by saying that, you know, a lot of the Indian batsmen do have high first-class averages. But he just kind of, it just went on too far. He was talking about the kitchen hand bowling and just the the Mm. chortling in the commentary box which just made it sound like this is the kind of thing that the uh, Australian commentators are, are already finding really hilarious. The fact that India's first class competition is, is to them a joke. Um, so that was the first thing. But the second thing I thought really was unacceptable, the making fun of um, Indian names, uh, uh, you know, and saying, why would you name your your kid chaitishwara Jadeja? Mm. That was that was really just kind of crude and and petty and and frankly racist. And look, we know that there are problems in society, and this is a reflection of the racism we see in society in many countries, not just Australia. Um, But I just don't think it's acceptable for the media in particular to be kind of peddling these kinds of stereotypes. Um, I thought that, again, the chortling in the commentary box, Shane Warne and Mark Waugh didn't cover themselves with glory Um, Mm. at that point. You know, and, and then Kerry O'Keefe's letter, you know, saying he needs to, to, to clarify what's happened, and he's devastated by what's happened. Um, you know, he's he's very sad, uh, shocked, and saddened. Uh, he's had an Indian friend, Harsha Bogle, for almost twenty five years. I mean, the letter itself is kind of a textbook example of what not to do when you're accused of racism. You know, he casts himself as the victim. He doesn't actually apologise. He says that people have interpreted interpreted him wrongly, and then he says he's had uh, an Indian friend for twenty five <laughs> years. So, <laughs> not, not nothing really good to say about the letter. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm deeply unimpressed. I'm surprised he's still in the box.
1: So do you think they're gonna? So do you think they're gonna cancel Skull's IPL contract?
0: I don't know. I'm, to be honest, I I wasn't I didn't even I wasn't
1: even aware he had one. But um, No, he doesn't. I, I, it's a joke. Yeah, okay. All uh, right. <laughs> um, I don't think you have it now. Yeah, look, I didn't actually hear the comments. So I've only I actually didn't hear them live on TV and I haven't actually watched them, so um yeah, it's disappointing that he my, my feeling is knowing him that I, yeah, I mean I I don't think he's got a malicious bone in his body to be honest. Um you know other people I've, we've talked about before, haven't we? Um, Mm -hmm. I think they do, but it probably just didn't come out the way he wanted. I think it probably just sort of compounded itself, right? I think he started with, you know, you're fair enough, making fun of people's average. I mean, that's fine, right? The general art canteen or whatever. Okay, fine. But maybe he just, I think he got into a thing where it just overplayed and went on for too long, I think.
0: He did. And then I think the letter just made it worse. I think, honestly, if he'd just come out and, and apologized and said, look, there's no place, yeah. for these views in society right and in particular as someone in the media i have a higher responsibility um i think you or i could easily have penned this letter for him yeah. Darren, and it, the outcome would have been a lot better um, but it really was a kind of you know you guys don't understand my humor i'm devastated now you've got to figure it out um and i'm sorry if, if anyone's taken offense kind of you know non-apology um, I agree with you, I don't think there is a malicious bone in his body, but the problem is this is the kind of casual racism, honestly, which passes for banter. No one even kinda of thinks that it's um that it's peddling in racist stereotypes. Um, but it is. And I think the media has has definitely has a, a higher responsibility to make sure that it doesn't um trade in these kinds of depictions. And that goes for everyone, not just, you know, Australian commentators. Um so, yes, I, I don't think he meant it, any, any, any harm, but that's not the test, really. It's not, it's not just about what he means, it's, it's kind of about what he says.
1: And I would say that, you know, in fact, we, have, we were going to have a guest on our show, if you recall, and we decided not to put him on, yeah. at my urging, because he was doing impersonations that I thought and we both thought were, were not appropriate, so um, yeah. we obviously don't stand by it.
0: Yeah. Who was that again?
1: Mr. Greg Ritchie.
0: Oh, Greg Ritchie. Yeah, So. Look, you know, you know, I suppose, these, these, this kind of, um, I suppose, this sort of section of Australian society, sure. perhaps, better than me. And I think this kind of, of banter is, is not uncommon.
1: Yeah, I think if you, if you listen to what was being yelled out at, at Bay 13 the other day at the MCG um, by a minority of idiots, um, you know, they were chanting sort of, Where's your, show us your visas to some of the Indian crowd there, which they think is funny, um, you know, sort of redneck bogans or whatever, um, having their day out in the sun with a lot of beer. They think it's funny. I think that's not how most people feel in big cities in Australia. Um, you know, Australia is very, very heavily multicultural and like 28% of people now have been born outside Australia. So I, I think that's, that is a definitely a legacy of the past, but I think it's becoming less and less. Uh, and I think you see it, but for sure. I, I would argue that I, I think, you know, you can call Australians out, but let's be honest, I think there's probably a lot of it going on in India and other places too. So.
0: Oh, absolutely. I'm not, you know, this is a, it's a problem for, for society in general. Um, this particular example, of course, I think relates specifically to, um, you know, and I think as Indians, we're all aware that these views of India do exist to to some extent in Australia. You know, I've I've definitely come across them in the past. Um, and, you know, it's, it, racism is a big problem. It's, in some respects, seems to be getting worse. This kind of stuff doesn't help, and I think to a certain extent there has to be zero tolerance that the, the idiots in Bay 13 were evicted. Right. Um, and that's clearly the right thing to do. Whether they'll be able to watch cricket again um, in that ground, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not entirely sure why, you know, there's a different standard applied to Kerry O'Keefe just because he's trying to be funny. Um, I was listening to the ABC, and even on on that show, there was a. I don't know if you heard. There was a, a bit where two of the ex players were talking about how hilarious Billy Birmingham w- was. Right. You know, and then and then they then they bemoaned the fact that he wouldn't be allowed on air today because mm. it, his his jokes would be deemed uh, too racist. Mm. You know, and <laughs> there's there's a reason for that. Um, so I do think I do think there's a, there's a problem that that needs to be addressed and. The problem is now, I think, people just just respond emotionally and it's a kind of, well, he's a good bloke, Kerry O'Keefe, and and you guys need to get a sense of humour. So, 2019, welcome to 2019, everyone. That's right,
1: 2019, (laughs) happy new year. (laughs) Well, let's see, should we talk about the cricket or should we talk about the soap opera? Well, there's a lot going around the cricket, isn't there? Um, I think, you know, Justin Langer's come out and said that he feels like he's a director in a soap opera. I think he probably is not the only one. I, I think either Ravi Shastri or I don't know what's going on with the Indian team, but they seem to be pulling players in, pulling them out left, right and center. Or as he said, they weren't going to do anymore was chopping and changing, but it seems they're one minute. Somebody's injured. The next minute they're not injured. A player who was left out. It wasn't in fact injured. Um, it is a bit of a soap opera. Who's going to play for Australia in the at the SCG. It's anybody's guess. Is Finch going to open the batting? Is he going to be dropped? Um, it really is in a state of flux as we build up to the third test, fourth test, sorry, which starts tomorrow, which, you know, India, India have already won the series, of course. Well, they, they, they've won the Border Gavaskar trophy, but they'd be hungry to win this test match and take home the, take home take home the actual series win in Australia for the first time.
0: No question. I think they're, they're desperate to win it. Let's talk about Melbourne before we discuss the, the soap opera and the selectorial shenanigans. Um, uh, Quite an assured performance, I thought, by India. Quite a calm victory for once. Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, almost like a, 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 a template for how, how to win a Test match in these conditions on a pitch that looked like it could have been flown in from India. Um, probably a better surface than last year's MCG, but but definitely the first day, India got the best of the batting conditions. Uh, yeah, for batted sure. Batted very slowly, but 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 you know, I, no complaints from from me at all. In, in how slowly they went about compiling their, their first-inning score.
1: It you actually, did, you actually did complain. You sent, me, you, sent me a, you sent me a message saying they were going too slowly, and I said, let's wait and see. So I thought they ground the Australians down really well, batting for two days, basically. Um, as, you met, as you mentioned, a good, a good toss to win, I think. Oh, very good. Well, Curly's never lost a match in which he's won the toss. Well, I think this is a, this is a recent trend in global cricket. Uh, I was reading something about more, it's if you actually win the toss. If you win the toss, you have a much higher success of, of winning uh, abroad. So, if you look at the three tests in this series, you know the, the player who's the captain who's won the toss has won the, won the game so far. That's three, three tests in a row, right?
0: I think I said it was a snooze first, not that India were batting too slowly. But you know, I have been known to yeah. change my mind I'll, I'll, on, I'll on a regular basis <laughs>
1: about the Indian cricket team. As a journalist, come on! <laughs> You'd never Surely do that. Not. Oh, you.
0: Know. <laughs> um, but yes, so. Uh, India's Bowling Attack, I mean, I've never really seen them control a match like this, really. I think maybe the Johannesburg Test. Um, Of course, the common denominator between both those performances is that man, Jasprit Bumrah. Uh, It is his first year of Test cricket. He still has yet to complete 12 months. He is a young man. He's taken 48 wickets in 2018 at an average of 21 all away from home. Um, And Darren, I've got to say, you called it because I was not convinced that he would take to test cricket this easily.
1: Yeah. I mean, I saw him in, I think in the IPL a couple of years ago and I was watching it. I thought this guy can really, I mean, he can do everything. If you, if you watch how he gets wickets, he gets wickets on every kind of length and with different kinds of deliveries. So he really, I was reading an article about, they call him a sort of, he's an autonomous, he's an automatic player. Like he's sort of independent. He takes care of himself. Like he's he's naturally a curious guy. And so he talks to ex-players, even he was talking to Mitchell Johnson and Glenn McGrath um, at the MCG before the test match, right? Just asking them how they'd bowl and what they did there. And, and he really just applies himself. And he, he's a bit cocky. He doesn't really celebrate when he gets wickets, right? He just sort of, oh, well, you know, he gets somebody out. He, he smiles and he sort of moves on. He doesn't sledge. He seems like he's a good, good kind of player, man. He just puts his, puts his heart and soul into it. Super unusual action. He generates so much pace. And I think he's very difficult to pick up. He's hyperextended, I think. That's the key thing with him. Like um
0: Bhakta and, yeah. and some others, you know, you can see that he, he can extend his, his like joints. A noodle, like a noodle arm. Exactly. The like noodle, a noodle arm. arm. Like, a, like a golf club.
1: Yeah, like a golf um,
0: club. Yeah, so, and he's very fit as well, isn't he? I mean, he, he seems to have no problem clocking the high 140s, uh, even at the 5th, 6th, 7th spells. Breaks partnerships. I mean, he's a dream bowler at
1: this point. Oh, he's got all the deliveries. That, that ball that he bowled to Sean Marsh just on the lunch break, that was wow. pure genius. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, that was, a, that was a turning point in the game because if they'd gone into lunch at 90 for three, you know, Marsh was looking quite good then. Um, and so what does he do? The, the ball before lunch, he bowls a slower Yorker. And he just, it was complete, he wasn't expecting it at all. Like, it was a brilliant delivery. And I'm pretty sure he just thought of it himself.
0: Apparently, Rohit Sharma suggested it. Did he? Yeah.
1: So so, so he claims.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. I found that so hard to believe. But apparently Rohit Sharma did suggest it because Rohit Sharma is, is as you know, a very good limited overs captain. Draw. Um, he's quite good at holding his concentration for, for 10 over spells. <laughs> and um, and the slower ball is, is a very important delivery in the T20 game. And, and uh, he suggested it to Bumrah. But I don't think Bumrah needs much help. He seems to have figured out everything... Um, he's, he's, I, you just hope he stays fit. He's going to lead this attack for a long time to come.
1: Yeah. I mean, the key, key point is, is, is the durability of his body, right? If he can actually hold himself through, it will be awesome.
0: He's got a, an eight pack though. I saw a picture of him.
1: Oh, I saw that picture too. It was a bit, like, he's basically naked in the, in the mirror in the bathroom. It's, it's on your wall, isn't it? Yeah, it is now. Um, it's on the wall of my Facebook. Go and have a look at it. Yeah, he's in good shape though. Um, well, he's 23 years old. What do you expect? Oh, he should be. They
0: all bowled well. I thought all the Indian bowlers bowled well. Um, you know, Shami produced a couple of unplayable deliveries as, as he does. Ishant Sharma, who's also taken his wickets at 21 this year, pretty amazing because he's taken 40 odd wickets. Yeah. This year. Um, that kind of an average is not something you associate with Ishant Sharma. Uh, sorry, this year. I mean, last year. Um, so he bowled well. J- Ravindra Jadeja, I thought, had a, had a good test match overall. Um, big questions though about Australia, Darren. And, and, and I listened yeah. to the commentary, especially on the ABC, Alan Border, um, Jim Maxwell, a lot of comments about the Australian batsmen's techniques.
1: Look, it's not just the Australian batsmen. Let's be honest; it's the bowling as well. I mean, <clears throat> India batted first; they they piled on four, you know, four, four fifty odd in the first dig. That's nothing to do with batting, right? That's that's bowling. Um, I think the the bowling attack we both knew before this test series that they both had pretty good bowling attacks. I think India have out-bowled Australia. Um, their bowling attack, man for man, um, they've just been so disciplined and they've had good plans. And the Australians have been quite erratic. Even Hazelwood and Stark have been all over the place in some spells and have given India sort of a let-off. Where I mean, Patrick Cummins comes in all day and lands it in a good area and has a lot of heart. I mean, but the other two bowlers haven't been up to their best, I don't think. And Lyon was, seemed a bit off his game in this test. Um, you know, I think Ravi Judeja out bowled him. So it was really a story of the bowlers. I mean, it, you know, in the second dig, India were abysmal um, under a Pat, Pat Cummins, you know, kind of assault and well executed plan, against, particularly against Rahane, Kohli, and Pujara. Um, But yeah, it's, it's concerning for Australia. It looks like their batsmen, that top six or seven, it doesn't look like they're going to average more than 30 or so, does it? I mean, they just don't look like. They're going to be in to score 400, as I told you. I just don't, don't – I can't see it happening.
0: It's very difficult, Test cricket. There's nowhere to hide once you get on a, a run of yeah, bowlers and they just, working just, you and out.
1: Just, they, you know, they've brought in Manus Labashain from Queensland, who averages 28, um, who played in the Pakistan series with some dibbly-dobbly leg spinners. But I think if he bowls those in Sydney, he's going to get smashed by the Indians. Um, why would you think a part-time leg spinner is going to do okay against the Indian batsmen in Sydney? Which is not a rank turner by any means. It's not like playing in India with, on a dust bowl on day three. It's, it's you know turns, but it's not like that. Uh, I just don't get the thinking. I, I just think they're they're clutching at straws, and if I'm very honest, they don't have that many choices. And everybody now is suffering. Everyone's suffering from recency recency bias. So you know they drop Hanscom. He goes to the Big Bash, scores seventy and look really good and goes, oh, put him back in the test team. The guy bashed 70 in a T20 game. he has got nothing to do with playing test cricket at all, right? So whoever scores 50 or 100, they say, put him in the test team. They're just so erratic at the moment, and they've got no sort of long-term plans. And I do feel sorry for Justin Langer. And I'm pretty sure he can't wait to get Smith and Warner back in action, and hopefully they're back near their best because they sorely need it.
0: Well, I mean, there are names that we're all familiar with who just – don't seem to have a future with this team. I mean, um, uh, Joe Burns, sorry, is it Joe Burns? Um, yes, Joe Burns, yeah. Mark Renshaw, Glenn Matt Maxwell. Renshaw, yeah. Sorry, Matt Renshaw, Glenn Maxwell. I mean, w- why are these guys just not getting selected?
1: Well, I think Renshaw, when he burst onto the scene a couple of years ago and looked really good. And then he got a few low scores in India, I think. Uh, and then he's having a bad Sheffield cheer, but they haven't stuck with him, right? I mean, I don't think you, some guy does it, has a couple of bad scores, you drop him. He, he seemed to be very ho- at home at Test cricket. There were rumours about his training regimen and his attitude, maybe. Um, I don't know if that's true or just started by somebody in the selection panel. Um, you know, Joe Burns, I'm not sure he's a Test player. He looks okay. Um, again, I, I think Maxwell, you probably play him in, in the subcontinent. Um, not necessarily in Australia, so I think they don't have that much choice. If I'm very honest, uh, I think guys like Travis Head and Kawaja are, are some of the best going around. Um, I, I don't mind Travis Head, given that he's he's still quite young. I think he's 23 or 24. Yeah, he, if you, if and just, he looks good, and if you can just put away a few of those silly shots that he does, like mean, he's very in, ill-disciplined outside of stump. So he, you know, he, can, he knows how to score runs, but he, does he know how to build an in innings? If you watched. Coley and Pajara play on day one and day two. They just that was test match batting, absorbing pressure, building runs, and and building an in innings really. Um, so I don't the Australians just don't seem capable of that at the moment. Apart from Usman Khawaja,
0: um, yeah, and they're having to learn in a team where you know the, the senior batsmen are not around. Let's not forget. I do think it's really strange persisting with Aaron Finch as an opener. He looks very ill-suited to the role.
1: I mean, I just. I just think, talking about the, the old ball bowling too, I mean, the Indians have out-bowled Australia with the old ball. It seems the Australians have, have gotten no, no purchase or no reverse swing at all, um, or even just conventional swing, to be very honest. They seem to be pretty flat, so yeah, the Indians are doing well so far.
0: Um, Mayan Agarwal, good debut for him. Um, I think he'll yeah, have. Yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll have. He, he looked very assured. Um, looks like he's going to partner with his state teammate from Karnataka K l rahul um in the next test match because as you no doubt are aware Rohit Sharma is flown back to India because his wife has given birth to a
1: yes congratulations
0: he gets replaced I assume he will be replaced by Rahul at the top of the order hanuma ahari goes back to six um Ashwin was dropped sorry yeah Ashwin was dropped and then was back in the team two hours later <laughs> so no more chopping, changing. This, this is another great selectorial moment for India. Uh, Ishan Sharma dropped. No idea why. We think it's an injury. Mohammed Shami, who apparently is injured, is in the squad. Mind <laughs> games. Oh, and sorry, they have to replace Ishan Sharma, don't they? They do. So, I guess it will be Yomesh Yadav because they haven't picked Bhuvaneshwar Kumar.
1: Yeah, it's, yeah. Maybe not. Maybe you don't pick Bhuvaneshwar Kumar in in the SCG on the SCG, but they should have picked him in Perth, but anyway. um. Anyway. Bigger questions for Australia, but again, Australia haven't left themselves
0: a huge amount of wiggle room with their own squad. So I can't see what changes they're likely to make. You know, like you said, Nathan Lyon looks off colour, Pat Cummins is doing everything. He looks very assured in his batting, his bowling is excellent, his fielding is very good. Yeah. Um, Tim Payne, I think, needs to work more on his cricket than his jokes at this point. I don't know, I think... uh, I mean, I, I, I like the, the picture you sent yesterday, Rishabh Pant, uh, playing the babysitter role at the, uh, the, what is it, the New Year's Day reception? Yeah, it was quite the funny. The Indian <laughs> general. That was pretty funny. But I think Tim Payne's jokes are, are becoming less and less funny with each joke. <laughs> well,
1: he's trying I feel hard. like
0: he's trying too hard. At this point. Uh, I
1: think, again, once you lose, you kind of look like a bit of a goose. So if you win, you look good. If you lose, you look kind of silly. And,
0: I mean, I know the commentators seem to, to love it, though. It's comedy gold for those guys up there.
1: They, <laughs> Shane Warne, it's, it's like he's never heard anything this funny. Because <laughs> when, when, I mean, when they were doing it, it was all F this, see that, right? It, 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 <laughs> they couldn't actually talk about it, right? It wasn't very...
0: Yeah, and, and to be honest, even Richard Pant, I think, a bit too much talking. Temporary Captain is a, a pretty good jibe, I thought. Um, Definitely, But when he said that, Shane Warne really was kind of like trying to think up responses. Well, come on, Mike. You can't say that to
1: him. Yeah.
0: (laughs) No, he thought it was... Shane Warne thought it was funny. But then he was like, well, Tim Payne could have come back and have said like, well, you're just keeping the the gloves warm for MS Dhoni. And I was like, Shane, settle down. (laughs) You don't need to do this anymore. (laughs) All right. Um, The other Boxing Day test match, the main, the centerpiece... Boxing Day test match—the real one, real one, not the warm-up. New Zealand versus Sri Lanka. New Zealand won very comfortably, um, to 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 little surprise. Uh, big scores from
1: what is it? Henry Nichols? Yes, again. Made a century. Did um, Tom Latham also? Yep, <clears throat> 176. Yeah, he's
0: looking really. He's had a great. He had a great year.
1: I think Trent Bolt picked up. Six wickets in fifteen balls in the first innings. Uh, Sri Lanka bowled them out for 104. Of course, yeah, New Zealand a great, great second innings, there, didn't they? The first innings, New Zealand 178, plays Sri Lanka 104. Then 585 for four declared. As you mentioned, Latham and Nichols, you know, scoring 150 plus. So um, then, locking Sri Lanka over.
0: In a in a tough year for openers, uh, Tom Latham has emerged as probably one of the two best of the year.
1: I think the best of the year.
0: The best, maybe. I think maybe only Kosal
1: Mendes. Well, I, th- I think the trouble with with New Zealand, they only played seven tests in 2018, whereas India, if you look at they played 13. So I think he's averaging about 60 or 60-plus 60 in his seven tests. So if if they got more test matches, you'd think they'd do okay. They must be chopping at the bit for a goal against Australia at the moment.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So well done to um, to New Zealand. Um is there a third test, Derek? No, that's it. Oh. Well, that's a shame. <laughs> but anyway. And then the other test match we should we should remark upon. South Africa, steamrollering Pakistan. Steamrollering. <laughs> Steamrolling. Steamrolling, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Steamrollering, I think. Good performance by uh, another another pace bowler to emerge from South Africa, Dwayne Olivier.
1: The one. Olivier, yes.
0: Did you like my pun there? It's a good performance by Olivier.
1: <laughs> yes, well done. I did pick that one up. Kerry O'Keefe, <laughs> Kerry O'Keefe can use that one next time. <laughs> yeah. See, that's a safe joke, Kerry yeah. O'Keefe. <laughs> um, yeah, what was what was the highlight for me of that test match was the um, two pairs by both captains. So it's the only time in cricket history that's ever happened. So, of course... Um, um, Faf de Plessis getting a pair, and also Safraz getting a pair as well, which is quite interesting, isn't it? In the history of Test cricket, the first time that two captains got pairs. That's, that's very good info. Thanks. It's a very good stat. Thank you. <laughs> I, think, I think Pakistan didn't do too badly. You know? They're really missing Mohammed Abbas, aren't they? Well, you know who disagrees with you? Who, who disagrees with me? Mickey Arthur. Why? Well, he... he uh, gave them the dressing down there was a,
0: There was a heated closed door meeting after this match where mickey arthur made his feelings clear to the senior pakistan batsman voices were raised darren <sighs> uh it was a, a dressing one of mickey arthur's classic dressing room dressing downs right i think particularly uh focused at the the senior trio sarfraz ahmed um azar ali and uh what is it baba razam
1: Babar Azam, yeah
0: yeah who all got out playing just ridiculous shots. And, you know, it's not the first time, I think this, this happened in the UAE against New Zealand as well. And, you know, Mickey Arthur, he's got a short fuse at the best of times. I think he's, he's being Pakistan coach is not necessarily good for his blood pressure.
1: Yeah, look, I also think those African wickets are a great cricket wickets at um, Century, and, you know, it's a good result wicket. Um, it's not that easy to score big runs on them, but but I think they, they were playing with a bit of abandon, weren't they? A bit too much. Yeah, they were just sort of playing a lot of shots, weren't they? Especially in the first dig. They seemed to be quite keen to get somewhere. Like Barbara Azam, I think he scored seventy one of seventy nine, he was just sort of smashing at everything.
0: Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's yeah, it's the second innings, isn't it, where they were pretty upset. Um couple of other things from this match, of course, Dale Stane becomes South Africa's record test match wicket taker. It finally gets his four hundred and twenty second. It's taken him forty one months to go from four hundred to four hundred and twenty two. Um, because he's had awful luck with injuries Uh, still bowled pretty well still you know clearly good enough um, to be bowling at this level Uh, and then the other thing I guess probably worth noting from this match is actually that's it there's nothing else worth noting
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) there's literally nothing else
0: right okay it's time now I think is it not for us to do a little
1: review of 2018? I think it's that time, isn't it? The inaugural. Are you talking about the inaugural Ultras Awards? The inaugural
0: Ultras Elite Honesty Awards.
1: Yes, Elite Honesty because Awards. Because
0: there is no honesty quite as honest as Elite Honesty. It's nothing. It's a high level. It's it's it really is a high level. Uh, so last year we did an 11 of the year, which is 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 kind of conventional, Wait. but. This year, let's, let's give out some awards in, in different categories. Um, I'm not sure exactly how we're going to do this, but I'm sure we'll figure it out as we progress. Um, so where shall we start? With uh, Coach of the Year, perhaps?
1: Yeah, we could start with Coach of the Year.
0: Because it's like the least important category, I
1: think. Um, that's, that's harsh, isn't it? <laughs> well, Mickey, Mickey Arthur um, is probably mm. excluded from that coach. So, you know, Not on my list. I, had a, few, I had a few nominations Okay. So why don't I talk about mine? I mean, obviously, um, Mike Hessen and now Gary Steed of New Zealand fame have done a great job with that squad. Um, yeah. They're, num- they're, they're ranked number three and, and not far, you know, ranked number three on the test rankings right now. They're actually not far away from South Africa and England. So, so obviously, India is the clear leader. They're pretty close to it. And they've traveled well. They've won a series in Pakistan, beat Sri Lanka at home. Um, they look really great. Uh, three of their batsmen average above Virat Kohli this year. Um, and they're looking quite good. So I, I would have to say full credit to New Zealand, um, even though we sometimes malign them on this show. <laughs> I think do. you do as well. <laughs> Somebody else I thought was interesting is, um, you know, Justin Langer has given a lot of gold. Um, like him or love him, I, th- I think he does. He comes out with some interesting one-liners. Um, he has a sort of funky, hippie, sort of weird approach to things and, and laughs after each question they ask him at a press conference, which is just very funny. Um, but of course, we haven't necessarily talked, a hippie, but yes. Talked about, we haven't really talked about um, Ravi Shastri, have we? I'm still not convinced he's a coach. <laughs> I, I, don't, I, don't even, I don't even know if he's a coach. I'm not sure. He's, if he's not on my list. Director of cricket or kind of icon or. I, yeah, I he's know.
0: so much more than a coach at this point. Yeah, yeah man- like a manager. Uh, or? Have you seen Have you seen the picture of him drinking beer after the uh, the Melbourne win? Yeah, I have. It's it's spectacular. He's not on my list. Um, Mike Hess and Gary Stead, to the two headed monster. Yeah, definitely. Um, I would also put Otis Gibson on there. Um, I think he's done a really good job with the yeah. South African team. Um, I thought he did a good job before that as England's bowling coach. Um, and I think he's quietly making a name for himself as one of the best coaches in the world.
1: Yeah, he didn't coach them on the Ashes last year, did he? He wasn't the bowling coach then, was he?
0: No, I think he'd gone by then.
1: Yeah, lucky. Um, <clears throat> so I guess we agree. And then that- I have
0: two more names. Oh, you
1: do? Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh,
0: an honourable mention for Trevor Bayliss. I actually think he did a, a pretty decent job, mm. remarkably, despite the fact that he doesn't seem to care about anything. <laughs> he's just chilled out, man. He's just he's chilled, so out. chilled out. He's so chilled out. He's got a great selector, so that's probably helping him a lot. He's he's been given, you know, I think Ed Smith has done a a terrific job there, and and that's helping Trevor Bayliss. But actually, the guy I think who possibly should win it is Matthew Mott, who is the coach of the Australian women's Women's, cricket
1: team. Women's cricket team, yeah. uh, An English guy.
0: uh, I don't know where he's from, actually. All I know is that he's the coach, and he's done a very good job. And if you compare him with the coach of the Indian women's cricket team, uh,
1: he's, avoided, <laughs> he's avoided a lot of drama too. Is he, is he going to be on the Muppet of the Year? Maybe. Okay. Ooh, yeah. So coach of the year, what are we going with? I think we're going with the, with the New Zealand duo, aren't we?
0: Uh, yes, let's do it. Because we need to give some love to Mike Stead and Gary Hessen. Or is it Mike Hessen and Gary Stead? <laughs> it's Mike Not Hessen and Gary sure. Stead. Not entirely sure. Not sure. Not sure who they are. Hessen and Stead. Uh, they could be the same person. Uh, but, but whatever they're doing over there, and, to, and, and let's be fair, Gary Stead took over Yeah. Um, quite abruptly. Mike Hessen was expected to go onto the World Cup next year, yeah. uh, and he's, it's been a seamless transition. They've done really well. So, so they are our coach of the year. Well
1: done. Big round of applause.
0: Yeah. Okay. Right. Next category. Let's go to bowlers of the
1: year. Bowlers of the year. <clears throat> this was a hard one. It's hard because there were, there were lots. There were lots. So if you look at kind of the leading bowlers in the world last year, there was, you know, Kagisa Rabada was the number one with 52 wickets. And I think then Sri Lankans Pereira, uh, Nathan Lyon, and then Jasper Boomer, I think. Yeah, both Boomer and Rabada are on my list. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, those, I mean, I, I think Nathan Lyon's transformation is still a great story. Um, he's continued to evolve you know, Who would have thought two or three years ago he'd be you know, one of the leading bowlers in the world? Not me, that's for sure. Um, but they've stuck by him, and he's, and he's worked his way through it. Um, but but I, I just have to say Jasper Boomer, given the fact that he hadn't played any first-class cricket for a long time, thrown into the tour in South Africa, um, you know, he's taken the leading wicket-taker for India this year, and he hasn't played a test match in India yet. Um, so he's just basically transformed from a T20 bowler, one day bowler, into this amazing test bowler overnight. And as you said earlier, people have their doubts, but I think I definitely give the award to him.
0: Yeah, he's top of my list, um, followed by Kagisa Rabada, uh, Yasir Shah, and Rashid Khan were the others on there mm. for me. I felt Nathan Lyon had a great year, but his average is still a little too high for my liking. Mm. Uh, thirty-four. I think you need to be averaging under. I mean, these days under twenty-five to to get on this kind of a list. Um, but yeah, I'm with you with uh, Jasper Bumrah, and pretty amazing actually to think that a uh, an Indian fast bowler is going to be the bowler of the year because
1: who um, would have thunk it?
0: Easy to forget. India have had so few world-class fast bowlers. Maybe five. I was thinking about this the other day. Uh, Kapil Dev, Zahir Khan,
1: and Jasprit Bumrah. We didn't mention Mohammad Abbas, who is averaging something crazy like thirteen per wicket. Thirteen, wicker. yeah. Um, he, he, he's had a he's had a really good year. Amazing, and he's not a fast bowler. He bowls high one twenties, right? It just shows you that he's a
0: he's a swing bowler. Isn't yeah, he? he's amazing.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: he's been superb. Okay, but Jasprit Bumrah, take a bow.
1: Yay! Batsman or woman? batsman of, the, of year, the year yes batter of the year we should say now that's the, that's the preferred nomenclature these okay. days
0: batter of the year because i do have a woman on my short list
1: so do i okay so we probably have the same one so I, again i think coley obviously stole the show you know thousands of runs in all formats i think he's he averaged something crazy like 130 in one day internationals which is just insane um high 50s in test cricket but but again he solved one day batting. He, he, he solved for it. yeah he stole, maybe he solved it. Williamson is is a great player. I was very impressed with him in this year in the IPL. He's averaging sixty for the year, but they've only you know, they've only played seven or eight tests. Uh, yeah, New not played, his played fault more. I think I, I think he, he, he could give Coley a run for his money, but definitely you know Kohli had. But, but but my you know, and I think also I want to hear it again that Kiwis Williamson Latham and Nichols they're all averaging above 60 this year, um, and been a real revelation for, for New Zealand. But, but I think, you know, I think Alyssa Healy is really the, the Bats woman of the year, Bats person of the year, because yeah. um, she, was, she received four Player of the Match awards in six games. So, I, weirdly,
0: I've actually got Smriti Mandana on my go. list, mainly because she averaged more. Yeah. Um, she scored, so India don't play much, test cricket. Right. For women. So I don't know if you're looking more at test cricket.
1: No, I was looking but, for, more at the Women's World Cup this year. Women's, okay, Women's all right.
0: So if you look at one-day internationals in, in total, mm. um, Smriti Mandana averaged 67 this year, which is remarkable. Um, yeah. she, she played 12 matches, scored 670 runs at a strike rate of 91. Mm. Yeah, I think it's, it was just a miraculous year for her in terms of batting. Uh, Alyssa Healy, uh, I actually wanted to put her on as yeah you know i think she's she's obviously a wicketkeeper batsman and i right. think she you know because of that she's a tremendous wicketkeeper as well she averaged 54 she only played six matches this year in one day cricket because <coughs> i'm it,
1: not including t20s so in the world t20s she won four player of the match awards out of six games which is phenomenal right so basically she's player of the match every game um so you, i mean averages are important but i think contribution and on a winning side towards winning a match is also equally important. I think it's when you score the runs that's important. And she stood up when, when they were down in a, in a couple of those games a little bit, stood up and sort of um, really saved the day. So, yeah, she was, she was quite good.
0: The others on my list, um, like you, I have Virat Kohli and Kane Williamson. Yeah. I also ha- found a spot for Joss Butler. Yes. And he jumped out. You know, England's had a good year. <coughs> and it's kind of weird to not have a single player from England on the bowling list. Or on the batting list yeah it, it, and it's weird because I think it, it has been a year where different players have stood up from England at different points Sam Curran being one of the obvious ones Ben folks um, you know you had Jimmy Anderson uh, you had uh, Johnny Burstow <laughs> um, but Joss Butler I think was kind of the mainstay of the batting in some respects because it wasn't a great year for the for the English batting um, so he had a good year. Yeah. I'm inclined to maybe share this between Smriti Mandana and Alyssa Healy. There you go. If that works for you.
1: I think, I think so. Why okay. not?
0: Well done. Well, well done to them both. Um, team, team of, the, of year. the year.
1: Well, I, I guess I kind of alluded to this earlier. Um, I, I think New Zealand's rise up to number three is good. Very impressive win in Pakistan. I mean, obviously, obviously India on the road are winning test matches everywhere. I think it's the first time They've won in a calendar year in England, South Africa, Australia. And they've looked the part. They competed in both series. I think Sam Curran was probably the difference, really, in England. I thought, you know, India had them in trouble many, many times in that series.
0: Yep. And in South Africa, I thought India, you know, played very well once they'd, they'd, got, they'd prepared badly. If it wasn't for a few selectorial decisions, I think India would have ended with a better year. But at the end of the day, they still lost. Yeah, so I, I think it's
1: this whole rise of india the sort of new india the modern india i also watched the under 19 um one day cricket final and, and the indian pl- players just were on a different level to the australian players they w- played australia in the final and they just blitzed them from, from 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 go to woe i think australia it was almost like they were playing uh, the, you know a first 11 was playing a second or third 11 team they were really on a different level and that that, that all goes well for the future of indian cricket so um I was impressed by that team as well. I was also impressed by Afghanistan making it to the World Cup finals next year, but beating Ireland. Um, and their star continues to rise. Yeah, just, I mean, it's such a war-torn country that's going through so much turmoil and tumult, how they turn out and, and you know, with this positive cricket and, and really are sort of burning up the ranks of world cricket at the moment, it's it's pretty amazing. Um, so, I, you know, I would probably say my team of the year is... Probably India.
0: Okay, interesting. We have a difference here then. Um, so on my list, I had India, I had New Zealand, I had the Australian women. I think they had a great year. Um, they did. I thought about England. I actually thought England. You know, they ended the year very strong, um, right. winning away in, in in Sri Lanka. They did beat India at home. Which,
1: they did, which, which
0: wasn't easy. I think England will go into 2019 with a lot of confidence.
1: Yeah, I think that they're playing good one-day cricket at the moment, aren't they, as well? The white ball cricket is very good, particularly the one-day format.
0: But I don't know. I still The team that I thought still looks like it's the best, certainly in terms of test cricket, for me is South Africa. Really? Yeah, and maybe that's just based on the fact they played most of their cricket at home in yeah. 2018. You know, I would also be willing to accept Australia's women as yeah. Team of the Year. I'm...
1: Not the Indian men?
0: No. I mean, you know, I just feel that I think India made great strides this year, but I felt they had all the tools to win at least one of those other overseas series. Um, And I think they should have. And I think if they had done, then we wouldn't be having this conversation. Right. But ultimately they lost in South Africa and they lost in England. yeah, I just, I just couldn't, I can't give it to a team that's only won 50% of its test matches this year.
1: I, I, I did see that number as well. Um, but they are dominating white ball cricket as well. It's, it's hard, that one, I think.
0: But Although Pakistan is dominating T20 cricket. I mean, they don't Pakistan lose the West T20 Indies.
1: series. Uh, but if we look at,
0: yeah, it's a hard one. It's a hard one. I mean, I, I would be comfortable with Australia's women, Australian women's team, because I think they are. If you look at their ranking, they' you know, there's clear daylight between them and 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 second place.
1: This, Let's go with that then.
0: Okay, Australia's women's team is our team of the year. Team of the year, there you go. <coughs> Boom. There you go. All right. Okay, so now that the, the eagerly awaited categories, muppet of the year. That's <laughs> gotta warn you. Gotta warn you. There's.
1: There's at least th- two Australians on my list. Oh, there's there only two? <laughs> well, possibly more. <laughs> Depends how much time we have. You know, I had, I had a few mappers of the year. Something you pointed out yesterday was, I just think for the sheer arrogance of the title, Defying, defying the Paradigm. Defying the def- Paradigm. Or defiling, as I thought you said <laughs> originally. It's the worst new book. type of corporate speak. It defying is.
0: Defying the Paradigm.
1: And a very big call.
0: So this is a, a book by uh, Srinivasan, and Srinivasan, South Indian cricket supremo, head of India's cements, MS Dhoni's
1: godfather. Right. Uh,
0: you're a brave man to call him a Muppet, Darren. I'd like to say I had nothing to do with this, call.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> I have to travel. I did he was a Muppet. I said the book, the book title was, uh, was Muppetry. Okay. Um, That's I, probably I the PR so agency. It, Let's be I clear. don't know him at all, so I can't say that. Um, I mean, obviously... You know, I, I was a bit disturbed. I was sort of going through looking for this award early this morning and I came across this weird clip between, on a show called Coffee with Karan. Coffee with Karan. With Hardik Pandya and Kale Rahul being interviewed and it was quite eye-opening, I must say. The sheer arrogance. Um, of who, Karan or the other two? No, of of, of Pandya and, and uh, Rahul. Saying how many people he'd slept with, and you know he was a good-looking guy, and it was just—it was really eye-opening and really. Are you brash. serious? Oh yeah.
0: You need to send me this clip. I've not. They were joking this.
1: about, um, you know, you know, uh, you know. Does, does he? he ask, you know, to either of you, you know, who who's, who looks at the cheerleaders more and that kind of stuff during t20s, and he's like, big questions. You know, KL t- exactly. Yeah, KL turns to Hardik and says, "Oh, he, you know, he's he's been with them already. He doesn't Ooh. need the numbers." Um. You know, wow! And they, they refer to themselves as good-looking guys, and oh, that's terrible. You know, um, yeah, pretty eye-opening and, and quite disappointing, I must say. So that that interview oh, really was eye-opening for me. Um, Jasper Bumra's <laughs> body pick in the mirror was quite funny. I thought he's no Muppet. He's no Muppet. As uh, a good-looking man, but I think Muppet of the year, um, you know, Cameron Bancroft, obviously, and I, I think that interview he did on the on Boxing Day where he basically just. And you know, he threw David Warner under the bus.
0: What about the, uh, the open letter to himself where he forgives people who call him a cheat? That was yeah, something he, else.
1: He's, I think he's a bit Justin Langerish, isn't he? He's what gone the off hell and just, is like, going on? become a yogi or something. Um, <laughs> he, he's, yeah, I don't know. Um, and then he talked about his values and he said, to, that's why he did it because of his values. And it's like, well, that's, those aren't very good values. I, th- I still find can. his
0: his excuses ridiculous. I didn't know any better. The guy's 25 exactly.
1: years old. I mean, if it went, look, you didn't know any better that it was taking sandpaper out into the field? Come on, I mean, that's ridiculous, right? And
0: blaming, just their their willingness, their the, the alacrity with which they throw David Warner under the yeah. bus is unbecoming.
1: I, I think I actually David Warner's looking better and better, isn't he?
0: Just by saying that. Well,
1: David Warner by always looks nothing. better when he keeps his mouth shut. You know. <laughs> Or when he's captaining. I must say he's a very good captain.
0: Okay. Um, Or when he's scoring centuries in in grade cricket. That's
1: awesome. But I just think, I probably think my Muppet of the year really goes to the the Cricket Australia administration. David Peaver? (laughs) David Peaver and co. All of them. Okay. Um, The way they handled it from from go to woe was just absolutely atrocious. The way they pushed Steve Smith in front of the media, uh, Steve Smith and, and Bancroft in front of the media. They lied about what they did. They tried to cover it up again. They... They said they this guy wouldn't quit, that guy wouldn't quit. Then they all quit. Um, you know, it, it's it's just it was just a tumultuous year for Australian cricket, and the way they handled it was poor. Um, yeah, so that's muppet of the year for me.
0: I actually had David Peaver at the top of my list for that TV interview it's he a bit gave, harsh. which was which was pretty awful. But I mean, the others I felt came out of it with more credit. He he he. Not that there was a lot of credit on 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 this particular ledger. Um, but he really didn't. He, he looked like he was only ever concerned with his own position.
1: I mean, the fact that they made the states vote uh, at the AGM before they released the results of the report they did, the investigation they did, was just like yeah, crazy corporate crazy. governments, right? Like, who does that? So you, you need to vote now, then I'll show you the report.
0: An honourable mention um, for Steve Smith. I felt yeah. he just generally was a Muppet throughout the year. Um, <laughs> He just, yeah, he just seems to be an all round Muppet in many ways. Uh, Kerry O'Keefe making a late bid for, for his yeah. taking new levels of Muppetry. Um, and the Indian women's cricket coach, Ramesh Polar. <laughs> I mean, what a tenure he had. Falling out with India's uh, most famous female cricketer. Right. Um, because uh, she wasn't scoring quickly enough or something. Uh, and then leaking the emails and so on. And I always was a big fan of Ramesh Polar as a player. But there you go. Anyway, Ramesh power. Uh But yes, we can agree on David Peaver, Muppet of the Year. And now finally to end this off, quotes of the year, otherwise known as the Shastri-verse. Did you have any from people not named Ravi Shastri, first of all? It was hard. Justin Langer must have had a couple, right? The uh, dysfunctional family.
1: Yeah, the, the soap opera director.
0: Uh, Uno, you know, when I play Uno with my daughter, it's... Uh, it's not abuse. It's just, just, yeah. Banter.
1: Banter worse. Yeah. I mean, it, it was hard. I, I was trying to look for some someone, but I, I think definitely something from Shastri must win, shouldn't it? Okay. Well, I have um,
0: I have five here. and That doesn't include one that you mentioned before we came on air.
1: Okay, that's one of them I have. Yeah.
0: Okay, so I have. Um, this one, this gem from, from... I mean, he's been really good in the last month. It's almost like he's been working up to it. <laughs> it's like he's just f- finally decided to go full Shastri. He's been threatening this for a while. Right. Last, last week, um, in response to criticism of India's performance in Perth, he said, when you are millions of miles away, it is very easy to fire blanks. Their comments <laughs> are too far away, and we are in the Southern Hemisphere. And what I loved about this quote Shooting was, blanks. Was uh, Yeah, aside from the fact that he's talking about firing blanks, which is not something that Ravi Shastri <laughs> has ever done, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> um, but I love the fact that if you're in the Northern Hemisphere, apparently you're not allowed to criticise teams that
1: are playing from right. the Southern Hemisphere. Nothing to do with anything. It's, just, it's a random, and a million miles away, it's just a random, I don't know. The hemispheric rules of criticism. That's right, the <laughs> hemispheric rules, that's right. If you're in the same hemisphere, it's okay. If <laughs> it's you're not, okay. don't criticise. Everyone knows that. <coughs>
0: <laughs> that was too good. I'm. I mean, he he may well have been on a night out or morning after when he made Maybe. this quote. Who knows? He always
1: looks. He always looks like he is.
0: Oh, there's a classic meme of him after the uh, the <laughs> Melbourne Test where he looks so hungover. It's unbelievable. Um, so there's that one. There's um the the coffee. Uh, the yes. in response to Kerry O'Keefe, Mike Agawal is is opening a. Probably, I don't have the actually. full quote here, but uh, maybe you do. Uh, Mayank Agawal is, is opening a coffee shop and he wants to know whose coffee smells better. Our
1: catchphrase, to hell with the Nets. To hell with the Nets. Yeah, that was one of my favourites of the year. Um, you know, After the Adelaide test, he said to hell with the Nets and India were rightly beaten um, but after not going to the Nets. So again, great chopping. Cha- oh, chopping, changing, that
0: was the one. That was about the one-day team, though, it's worth saying. That's right. Was it wasn't okay. Um, so that's... But my quote of the year is also from Ravi Shastri. It's the one that most TV channels and newspapers weren't, were unable to print or air. We yes. almost, after the the tense Melbourne victory, when he came on looking extremely hungover, and he said, we almost had our balls in our mouth. That's right. Is there anything you have that you you feel
1: tops that one? No, I think that's, I mean, those are the ones we, we, we often go back and forth on these things, don't we? Um, yeah, I think the shooting blanks was, was, was a good one, different hemispheres, <laughs> hemispheric blank shooting. Um, the chopping and changing, which he, he, what he does is, I like the way he says stuff actually never comes true, or actually goes back. So he says, you know, the, the one about chopping and changing, which they're doing at the moment, it seems. Um, yeah, the balls in the mouth, definitely. He said that in Hindi, that was the funniest thing. And then I think we had a little bit of a, tete-a-tete on the field in Perth between two Indian players that I thought were quite funny. Um, oh, yeah. And I think, I think um, Ishan Sharma and <laughs> Sir Ravi Jadeja had a little go back at each other and talking about yeah. sticking things up, people's proverbials, yeah. which was quite funny. He is telling me from behind to go faster. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Don't yeah. wave your arms at me. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think, I think the balls in the mouth, just, just for the visual that it gives you, from Ravi Shastri. Is the, the other know, thing I
0: think. about Shastri, after that,
1: the, the Southern Hemisphere,
0: the, the, if you follow that, continue that quote, he says, I didn't, we didn't have any selection issues in Perth, and if we did, they weren't my problem. That's right. It, it's not my
1: problem, so I don't know what he's doing then. Yeah, what, what, what the hell is he talking about? I just think he gets like this fiery kind of like attitude and just goes at things and he, I don't think he even knows what he's saying half the time.
0: No, it's, it's, it's kind of stunning. Take a fresh guard. 2018 that was another one from earlier in the year that's when he was warming up <laughs> uh, but anyway uh we flashing don't have to, and flashing hard yeah <laughs> we don't have to uh, we don't have to pick one we just know that i suspect we will have many more gems from Ravi Shastri to work with in 2019 and that brings us i guess to a conclusion of our 2018 review uh it's 2019 we've got a test match tomorrow in Sydney, a lot of cricket this year, a World Cup.
1: Well, thank you for joining us for all of 2018, and we look forward to 2019. Um, here's some more interesting cricket. Who knows what scandals will be unveiled this year, but I'm sure there's going to be a lot more. Crazy year, 2018, really. The year really that was. brought
0: down Australian cricket.
1: Right, yeah, after the build-up for many years.
0: Yeah, who would have thought? Okay, well, thank you all for listening. Happy New Year, everyone. Uh, we'll be back soon.